0: Welcome, you are listening to a sermon from Christ Chapel Barry. Listen and be blessed. Father, we thank you. We love you, Lord. Accept our thanks in Jesus' name. Today, reveal your unto to us. Today, touch us. Let none that come coming here live the way we came let your name alone be glorified thank you heavenly father we love you lord for we pray in jesus name amen Amen. Amen. let's have our seats we are welcome in his presence he will meet with us today in jesus name tell somebody happy new month Month. (laughs) tell your neighbor the will of god for your life will be, we'll be perfected this month. In Jesus' name. Yeah. Acts chapter 2. Verse 4. Acts chapter 2 verse 4. Acts chapter 2 verse 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. From the first week of October, we'll be looking at a topic we call The Holy Spirit and New Beginnings. The Holy Spirit and what? New beginnings. We've examined the way the Holy Spirit came down on the day of the Pentecost. We emphasized the issue of expectation expectation, even when you don't know the time. And brethren, there's no better time to be expected than this time. This is a season of expectation. Is that not so? There's a lot in the air. We're looking ahead to a new year. A year that, I mean, people are already predicting lots of, uh, what? Fear. Oh, they already even said there will be no food, or if there is food, it will be scarce. Oh, oh. Does that make sense? If there's food, it will be expensive. <laughs> so there's a lot in the air. But somebody here is expectant. And I know your expectation is a good one. And the Bible says I should tell you that your expectation will not be cut off. Amen. I said your expectation will not be cut off. Amen. Your testimony shall come to pass in Jesus' name. Amen. So we looked at how they expected. They didn't know when. But they just know that Jesus told them the Holy Spirit will come. They did not even know it was going to be on the year of Pentecost. But he came. And that's just to assure you that whatever the Lord has promised shall come to pass. Amen. There may be a delay. In fact, it may look impossible. It may get to a point that you say, well, maybe let me temper. Is that what it is? Let me temper my expectation. Oh, maybe I'm building castles in the air. Let me begin to build my castle on the ground. Don't lower those expectations because God will go beyond it. You know what the Bible says? Unto him that doeth what? Exceeding abundantly above all that we think or expect. According to what? Or maybe I should say according to who? According to the power that worketh in us. And who is that power? The Holy Spirit. That's Ephesians 3.20. So, Whatever your expectation, what you are being called to do now is not to lower it. It's allowed to keep it, or do what? Or raise it. He will meet you at that point in Jesus' name. Then we went ahead and we we, we got to a point where we were talking about utterance And we spent some time on that word, utterance And we are still coming back to it. But we said before we, we start talking about what the Holy Spirit gives, we need to understand who the Holy Spirit is. And so we went into the personality of the Holy Spirit. And the last time we were speaking, we talked about how we treat the Holy Spirit that can make the Holy Spirit to be offended. Because it's a person. He can be offended. You can blaspheme him. Jesus Christ said it. He said, every blasphemy against others will be forgiven. He said, but the blasphemy against the Holy Spirit will not what? Will not be forgiven. You can quiet him. You can tell the Holy Spirit, you are disturbing me. Keep quiet. I know what he will do. He will keep quiet. He doesn't force himself on anyone. You are ready to listen to him. You are ready to obey him. Oh, he enjoys communion, fellowship. He loves to have a discussion with you. He, He enjoys when you pay attention to him. Don't make him the silent listener to every conversation. Let him be an active partaker. Let what you say be what he wants you to say. That's what we call utterance. Is that not so? Today we want to discuss what we call, or let let me say we want to start discussing, because I'm sure we're not going to finish it today. The deity of the Holy Spirit. When we say deity, somebody help me. What does that mean? The what? Somebody is making them to laugh in the choir. I hope it's not Esther. <laughs> when we say deity, what does it mean? Yeah, my brother, I said what? The divinity. Yes, he said? The, okay. The godliness of the Holy Spirit. The divinity of the Holy Spirit. In other words, we've looked at the Holy Spirit as a person. Not because when you see him, you see hand and legs. No, but because he has got attributes of a personality. And today we want to look at, or begin looking at the deity. That is, like I said, the divinity. What makes the Holy Spirit comparable to God? That's the question we want to ask ourselves. And every evidence we look at is from no other place, from where? The Bible. The Bible is our guide. So we are not talking about one, uh, I mean, we are not talking about a demon here. Because demons are also what? They are spirits. That's why the the, the word holy is very important in what we are discussing. So the deity of the Holy Spirit. I would say there are five distinctive and decisive lines of proof of the deity of the Holy Spirit. And we'll see how far we can go this morning. The first thing is that there there are four distinct attributes of God that are possessed by the Holy Spirit. Four distinct attributes of God that are possessed by who? The Holy Spirit. Spirit. What are those four distinct attributes? Before we explain them, the number one is eternity. What did I say? Eternity. Eternity. The other three, we all know them very well. Omnipresence. That's number two. Number three, omniscience. Or somebody, they pronounce it as omniscience. God bless you for pronouncing it. And number what's the third one? Somebody help me out. If we say God is omnipresent or the Holy Spirit is omnipresent, it's omni omni. Yes. Uh-huh. What's the third one? Potent. Omnipotent. So that's why, that's why I say there are four distinct attributes of God that are equally attributed to the Holy Spirit. The first one is eternity. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 14. Hebrews 9:14. Hebrews 9 14. He said, How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit, through what? Through the eternal Spirit, offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? In other words, Jesus Christ, through the eternal Spirit, offered himself without spot unto God. So we know that the birth of Christ, very soon, in about maybe three four weeks, we're talking about the birth of Christ, right? The birth of Christ was by the Holy Spirit, true or false? Remember what the, what the, what the uh, uh, angel told Mary in Luke chapter 1, verse 35? said, the Holy Ghost will come upon you. The power of the highest will overshadow you. He therefore, that one that shall be born of you will be called the Son of God. When now went, verse 36, he was saying, oh, Elizabeth, who was called barren, has also conceived. And these are six months. And somebody here has conceived. Amen. And somebody here has conceived. Amen. You may know, you may not know, but you have conceived. Amen. And it shall come to pass in Jesus' Amen. name. Then in Luke chapter 1, verse 37, what does it say? What does it say? With God. This was by, I mean, so the birth of Christ was by virtue of the Holy Spirit. The life of Christ, remember when he was baptized, in Matthew chapter 3 verse 16, the Bible says, as he was dipped in the water, and he came out. What happened? The heavens were opened upon him. The Holy Ghost descended as what? Like a dove. And a voice came and said, what? This is my beloved son. In whom I am well pleased. Listen to him obey him. He came to fulfill destiny. Then they killed him and they thought that was the end of the story. But on the third day, the Holy Spirit moved again. So he moved I he was there at his birth. He was there when he was baptized. When he was crucified, it was as if he was nowhere to be found. That's why Jesus Christ said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Because the Bible tells us that our God is what? too holy to behold what? When Jesus was on the cross, your sin was thrown on him. My sin was thrown on, on who? On him. So God had to turn his face because he could not behold that iniquity. He allowed him to go through it all. And then they buried him. And then the Holy Spirit began his work again. He was there at birth. He was there when the ministry began. He was there when he went to the grave. The Bible says he went into the grave. He took the key of death and the key of hell away from Uncle Satan. Is that not so? So that now, if Jesus does not say you will die, can anybody kill you? It's not possible. A man of God said, he said sickness does not kill. And he's right. What kills? It is death that kills. Death is a spirit. How we realize that? Sickness does not kill. That's why they would have given up on sorupu and say, "Oh, this is uh, um, stage five cancer. The person is gone." Go and uh, before they know it, the person begins to revive. Mm. The person begins to—I mean, right as they are watching, and then they go and test again, and there is no trace. Of stage anything that they thought was there because sickness does not kill. What kills? Our God is the Lord of all. If you don't give up, it's not yet over with you. I don't know who the person is that has got a medical report that is contrary to God's word. The Lord is telling you this morning, you cannot die of that sickness. You will not die of that disease. You will not die of whatever the doctor has said. Amen. The doctor has tried. Now let God begin his own. Amen. And it will, it will come to pass in Jesus' name. Amen. Whatever be that verdict that has been given concerning you that is contrary to the word of God, the Lord is changing it today. Amen. The Lord is reversing it today. Amen. Because we are saying the Holy Spirit is, our word, is an eternal spirit. You know the I meaning of eternal? Eternal means. What what does eternal mean? There's no end. The, The Bible says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. Darkness was upon the surface of the earth. But in the midst of all that, what happened? And the Spirit of God did what? Moved through and fro. So before the beginning that we call the beginning, who was there? The Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit was there. We talk of the rapture. It was the Holy Spirit that took Jesus Christ all from the Mount of Olives after He has spoken to the disciples. And it's the Holy Spirit that will rapture you and I. If Christ comes today, I many of us will be raptured? You think you will be raptured? Some people know they will be raptured, so they are not raising up their hands. <laughs> if he comes today and you will be raptured, it is by the power of who? The Holy Spirit. He is the eternal spirit. And brethren, his ability has no limitation. Tell somebody, his ability, ability. has no limitation. Ability. So he is the eternal spirit. He is the omnipresent. I mean, I believe that one is obvious, right? He's not flesh and blood. I'm here now. I'm not in the Therese church. Right? But the Holy Spirit is here. And it's where? He's, in the, he's at the Therese church. Is a redemption camp in Nigeria. He's where no man is. He's on the moon. Is that not so? Wherever men are thinking of concrete, he is already there. He's everywhere. That's why I always want to, I mean, remind people that he sees you. Tell somebody he sees you. See, he saw you yesterday. Do you realize that? He's looking at you now. He knows your plan for after service. In fact, he knows why you came to church. Do you realize that? And tomorrow, when you step out of your house, he will still see you. Because if Christ studies, you will see tomorrow. It's not only tomorrow, you will see the end of this year. You will see 2023. We shall celebrate together in Jesus' name. He's omnipresent. Psalm 139, verse 7 to 10. We're not going to read it. We don't have much time. But he said, Whither shall I go from your spirit? Whither shall I flee from thy presence? Wherever I go, the spirit of God is there. He said, Even if I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. So he decides who goes to hell and who doesn't go there. Is that also? so? That is omnipresent. How do you pronounce ahead hand? So, exactly as he said. <laughs> Amen. Amen. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 10 and 11. 1 Corinthians 2, 10 and 11. He said, But God had revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searched all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man, but the spirit of God. He knows all things. He knows what you don't know. He sees it. Beyond that, he knows it. John 14, 26. John 14, 26. He says, but the comforter, which is, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things. He shall teach you how many things? All things. Remember, that passage does not say some things. He shall teach you all things and bring how many things? All things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. There's no limitation to what he knows. There's no limitation to what he can teach even what you are learning at school, can he teach you or not? He can. We have so many examples. He knows all, he can, I mean, he can, the Bible says he will teach you all things, and then he will bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. When you go to John chapter 16, verses 12 to 13, John 16, verses 12 to 13, Jesus said, I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now, verse 13. He said, how be it when he, the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into what? All truth. Not some truth. You know, some of us, when we want to tell lies, what, what do we say we have done? Have truth. You know what have truth is? You know that what you are saying, you know that if you were to say the whole truth, you will receive blame. So you will say what? Half truth. To justify your position. Have tr- what is half truth? <laughs> no, it's true. Half truth is half lie. And half lie is a lie. Amen? It's either it is all truth or it is no truth. That's why so the Bible is complete. He will guide you into all truth. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. And then the fourth thing we said is that he's omnipotent. He's omnipotent. And I mentioned Luke 135 earlier on. He's all powerful. He transcends the limit of impossibility. And, brethren, when we say God can do anything, we mean what? Anything. There's nothing he cannot do. He can start to occur when he refuses to start. True or false? He can't. I I can't think of any ridiculous thing that you say is God interested in that. He is. Remember a story that the Gio shared. He went to the village. He went to the washroom. And you know the village washroom is not like the washroom in the city. That is a a special washroom. The best washroom on earth is in the village. (laughs) Amen. Amen. So he went to the washroom in the village. And I mean, as he was there in the washroom, he said, God started talking to him. And God said, this is your, your, your pastor that traveled. What if he doesn't come back? Who do you think will take over from him? And then he began to mention the list of the people that were ahead of him in ministry. And everybody he mentioned, God told him why those people were not qualified to take over the leadership of the church. So case, he now came to say, what of you? He said, no, me. I, I that. Then the reality dawned on him that, ah, I am in the washroom, and I am, he said, who are you? Who are you, by the way? (laughs) That was the end of the conversation, but he got the message, and he began to pray against it, and we know the rest of the story. There are some prayers God will not answer. That was one of them. He prayed that God will not make him to take over from the, the dealer of the church. God didn't answer that prayer. And that's what, one of the reasons why, where we are today. So he's all powerful. There's no limitation to what he, would, what he can do. So the first point I made about the deity of the Holy Spirit is that he possesses four distinct attributes of God. And what are those attributes? Number one. Number two. Number three. Number four. Good. So the second thing is that there are three distinct divine works that are attributed to the Holy Spirit. Three, you know the meaning of of the word divine, right? It means there are are works that who who does? God. So there are the works of God but they are attributed to the Holy Spirit. And the three are, number one, creation. What's number one? Number two, the impartation of life. Number two is what? And number three is the authorship of prophecy. The word. I hope I'm making sense. Uh So we said there are three divine works. There are are three things that God does that are attributed to the Holy Spirit. And we say the first one is creation. The second one is what? Impartation of life. And the third one is? That is to say the Holy Spirit is the author of prophecy. Job 33 verse 4. Job 33 verse 4. It says, The Spirit of God had made me, and the breath of the Almighty had given me life. That is creation. Is that not so? Creation being attributed to the Holy Spirit. In Psalm 104 verse 30, Psalm 104 verse 30, the Bible says, Thou sendeth forth thy spirit. They are created. And that renewes the face of the earth. And of course, you know Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 to 3. I mentioned that earlier on. It was because the Spirit of God was moving to and fro on the face of the waters that that word came, let there be. Let there be what? And there was, when He speaks, He comes to be. And He will speak into your life today in Jesus' yeah. name. So we said, he, the Holy Spirit imparts life. John chapter 6, verse 63. The Holy Spirit imparts life. John 6, 63. John 6, he said, it is the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profited nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and word; they are life. It is the Spirit that quickened The Spirit is the one, the Holy Spirit is the one that imparts life. And if there's anything in you, in your situation, that has any air of death in it, the Spirit of God will intervene today in Jesus' name. Amen. The Spirit of God will do His work in your life and that situation in Jesus' name. Amen. In Romans chapter 8, verse 11, Romans chapter 8, verse 11. The Bible talks about the spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead. He said, if that spirit dwells in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall do what? Shall quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. The spirit quickens. The spirit imparts. The spirit gives life in the place of death. He changes human pronouncements. It doesn't matter what they say. That's why doctors will tell you, I'm very sure this is the situation and all that. And then you go back and they say, oh, well, I'm, uh, we don't know what happened. Those who that I want to factor "We will, will tell you it's a miracle. You will encounter God's miracle. Amen. You will experience God's miracle. Amen. You will enjoy God's miracle. Amen. The Holy Spirit is the author of prophecy. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 21. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 21. 2 Peter 1, 21. He said, For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man. But the holy men of God spoke as they were moved by a word, the Holy Spirit. They spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. And whatever they spoke came to pass. And whatever he has spoken concerning you, it shall come to pass. Amen. I say it shall come to pass. Amen. It's the author of prophecy. In Second Samuel chapter 23, 2 Samuel 23, verses 2 and 3, David was speaking here. 2 Samuel 23, verses 2 and 3. You have put 1 Samuel there. I see 2 Samuel. He said, the spirit of the Lord spoke by me, and his word was in my tongue. Verse 3. The God of Israel said, the rock of Israel spoke to me. He that ruleth over men must be just, ruling in the fear of God. The spirit of the Lord spoke. By me. He still speaks. He still speaks, and he's speaking to someone here today. Amen. And he's saying unto you, "You will finish well." Amen. He's saying unto you, "You will see the end of this year." Amen. He's saying unto you, "You might be going through some discomfort now, but it's for a season." He saying to someone here, "We we'll may endure for how long? For how long? For a night." For a night. For a night. But what happens? He said unto someone here, your day of joy has come. Your morning of joy is around the corner. Do you realize that with all the fear of COVID-19, it brought good news to some people? It brought bountiful love to some people. COVID-19 established the greatness of some people on this earth. And it destroyed some others. And that's why it does not matter what People are saying around you. It doesn't matter their verdict or their word. You, if you can only stand on what the Holy Spirit is saying, you come and testify. I said you come and testify because I see in you the glory of God. I think that's a song like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that song. Somebody sing it. Sing it out. Sing it aloud. You are singing the right song. The glory of the Lord. In this to bless us time uh, uh, can you sing that song? <coughs> you don't know this song. <laughs> you, have, uh, you, know, you are so full of uh, contemporary songs like uh, all this. <laughs> ah, you are giving the microphone.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: God wants you to sing that song for us. I will join you. I can see the glory of the Lord. Descending in this place to bless someone like you. Uh-huh. I see the, the glory of the Lord. Descending in this place to bless us one more time. Uh-huh. So sh- she's seen the glory of the Lord descending in this place to bless us one more time. I am seeing the glory of the Lord descending in this place to bless someone like you. I am seeing the glory of the Lord descending in this place to bless me. Amen. Tell someone, I see, the glory of the Lord bless me. I see the glory of the Lord descending in this place to bless me. I see the glory of the Lord descending in this place to bless you. The presence of God will go with you the presence of God will lift you up. The presence of God will set you apart. Wherever you go, the presence of God will mark you for glory. Between now and the end of the year, sickness is not your portion. And that tells me that you will step into the new year a healthy man, a healthy woman. And if you step into the new year in good health, you are not going to catch any sickness in the new year Amen. there's a testimony that god is perfecting in your life Amen. it shall come to pass Amen. it shall come to pass Amen. we will rejoice with you Amen. i say we will rejoice with you Amen. i say we will rejoice with you Amen. you have wept long enough you have cried long enough your season of joy has come Amen. It is always said that it is impossible to cover the glory of the sun. Mm -hmm. Is that not so? Even in winter, when it's very cold, it's minus 32 degrees, you will see the sun outside. Mm -hmm. I know the interesting part. When you stand inside, I mean, uh, before your glass window, how does the sun feel on your body? Warm. Step into the snow. And what happens? You realize that, uh, see, that's something about the sun. You will fulfill destiny. Yes. I it's in winter, in summer, wherever it is, the sun fulfills its purpose. You will fulfill destiny. Yes. I say you will fulfill destiny. Yes. I want us to rise on our feet. I, I think uh, we will continue the teaching. We will continue the teaching next time. The deity of the Holy Spirit. Jesus is here
1: right now. Jesus is here. Jesus is here right now. He's here. He's He's here to, to meet, meet your needs and, feet and, feet and feet to set the captives. Oh, Jesus. Is here right now. Jesus is here. Jesus is here, 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 right here right now. now. Jesus is here. Jesus is here, here right now. Jesus. Right And to set the captives free, oh Jesus is here. Jesus is here. Jesus is here. He is there he to your and and to oh Jesus.
0: You are here this morning, your heart is heavy. You are burdened by a load of worry. You are asking yourself, how is this possible? You are asking yourself, how can I get out of this situation? The Lord is here to meet your needs. The Lord is here to attend to that situation. I don't know what the situation is. But I feel that someone in our midst today, that you need to just come to the altar and let the Lord touch you. You need to come before the throne of mercy and the Lord will meet with you and you address that situation. If you are the one the Lord is talking to, feel free. You are not coming to meet me. You are not coming to me. Come before the altar. Kneel down before the throne of grace, before the throne of mercy. Talk to God. Talk to God. He knows your heart. Even before you came forward, He knows your heart. He knows what you are crying to Him about. Yes, he's the King of Kings. He's the Lord of Lords. The Holy Spirit is here. The Spirit of the Living God is here. He came here before you. Yes, he's here. He came here before you. Talk to him. Because that situation you are discussing with him, before this year ends, you are going to begin to see the manifestation of the work that he has done. You begin to experience the presence of the living God. He sees the burden. He sees the heaviness. He knows it. He knows it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Zima iska kuriyama sanna itragama uskati le kiri ma uskati liprosoto mari bunda hiri ma zegarebo sotolia. I will
1: not be silent. I will always worship. I will not be silent. I will not be silent.
0: name of Jesus. I join my faith to that of every one of your children that have come out this morning or this afternoon. They've come to worship you. They've come to present their cares and their bodies unto you. Father, touch them in the name of Jesus. I join my faith to that of everyone here, and I decree that it is done in the name of Jesus. I say that burden is lifted in the name of Jesus. Amen. Your testimony will be glorious in the name of Jesus. Amen. Your testimony will be perfected in the name of Amen. Jesus. In your individual and respective lives, the devil will be put to shame. Amen. The God that does the impossible will begin to move in your situation. Amen. Before the end of this year, you will have a testimony. Amen. Before the end of this year, you will sing a new song. Before the end of this year, God will reveal himself unto you. It is done. So shall it be. In Jesus' name. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. You can go back to your seat. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord before I uh, go to my seat, are you here in the church? Are you watching online? You've not given your life to Jesus. This is the time for it. If you are in the house, you can lift up your hands where you are. If you are online, just say this prayer with me. Just say, Lord Jesus, I come before you this day. I give my life to you. Take hold of my life. Touch me. Turn things around. Write my name in the book of life, and give me a new song from this day onwards. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to our sermon here on Christ Chapel TV. Tune in next time for the next sermon. God bless you.